Look at Charlotte trying to reverse this. Shoulders down, shoulders down, shoulders down! too long since this has happened but this is geeks talk wrestling i don't know if you forgot about it mr benjamin raven from the court of nerds what's going on man? oh man i've missed this i'm glad we're doing this again that's good stuff not too much <laughs> it has been a while uh, i don't know what the excuse is but we're uh, work for both of us yep. <laughs> you gotta do it you gotta pay bills uh i actually went to buffalo last weekend uh, when I was trying to wrestling, so that kind of threw everything in a loop. So yeah, what, what are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. You gotta go watch some independent wrestling when the opportunity presents itself. And uh, this is that was actually uh, we're gonna go on a diatribe already, and we just started. But <laughs> uh, it was a it was a Buffalo wrestler that I knew. I interviewed for the Geekiverse about a year ago. He's never wrestled in bus- in Buffalo because he lives in Los Angeles. I said, you know what? For twelve bucks, I gotta go see the guy wrestling. Yeah, that's awesome. Good stuff. It was great. There will be an article on the Geekiverse soon. Small plug. You didn't even notice it. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so I contacted you and I said, "Hey, man, I've noticed a trend in the WWE, and it's kind of aggravating me. And I wanted to break down some statistics because I love numbers, and I wanted to get your ideas and thoughts and." Uh, you know, figured we could just discuss what's going on. So, this is about the current W of all the current titles. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to, hopefully, I told you not to research anything, so hopefully you're shocked by this, because I, I was when I was... Just a warning, I am uh, a pretty hardcore statistic historian, but, you know... This is kind of like a passion of mine, so I'll still get fired up, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, I the Angry the Raven angry is a hit. <laughs> Ooh. You, you might just have a new nickname. Uh, you. You're going to have to change your new your podcast to, uh, instead of That's So Braven, it's going to be The Angry Raven. Ooh, listen to that. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm money, man. I'm straight money. I'm just giving you yep. all of it. Uh, so we're going to start with the WWE title. Uh, right now, the current champion, of course, is Bray Wyatt. He's held the title for 12 days and counting. Uh, before that, John Cena, he won the title for 14 uh, days. God. Yeah. Why did they <laughs> there you do go. that? Why? Uh, before, John Cena, of course, was AJ Styles. He held the title for 140 Ooh. days. N- not bad. Before AJ Styles, uh, he beat Dean Ambrose by kicking him below the belt. Uh, Ambrose held that title for mm. 84 days. So not, not that long, in all honesty. Uh, before Dean Ambrose was for about uh, four minutes, four, five minutes, uh, <laughs> that was because of Money in the Bank. 
So I was going to do five title reigns for all of these, but because of that short title reign, I wanted to add this caveat. Before Seth Rollins got cashed in on, uh, Roman Reigns held the belt for 77 days. He won it at WrestleMania mm-hmm. over Triple H, of course. So since last WrestleMania, the longest reign of the WWE title, which is the, in, in my humble opinion, uh, mm-hmm. AJ Styles is the longest reigning champ between WrestleMania to WrestleMania, uh, 140 days, mm-hmm. which is about four months and some change. What do you, what do you think? I mean, it just shows that the WWE has no consistent vision. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I thought when I saw this. I was like, AJ Styles or NG, NJP, New Japan Pro Wrestling. No. Yeah. <laughs> Acro- acronyms are hard right now. Uh, that, that's your longest reigning champ for four months? Um, when yeah. you had people like CM Punk bragging about holding the title for 434 days? Like, that used to be a thing where people held the title for. I mean, this is it, and I've done this. I've wrote columns about this before on the Court of Nords. Cordonords.com. <laughs> oh God! And, uh, but I mean, the WWE is so much more concerned about quantity than quality, and quantity and reigns, and not quality and reigns. And it's just—I mean, it just the stats ring, the storylines ring. We're not even talking about Raw, but Raw is a disgusting show. I hate Monday Night Raw now. It's like punishment to watch that show compared to SmackDown. And I think. I'm sorry. Uh, it does. <laughs> I, I've been disgusted by Raw uh, in this past since the draft. Uh, we can get into that for sure. No, it kind of plays off of this just because it's the consistent vision. I think it just screams that WWE changes their mind every other week. They care about pointless records. They don't care about quality. They just care about the stat. I, I will agree with that. And since we're talking about Raw right now, let's let's dive into the yeah, Universal exactly. title. Uh, titles, unfortunately, uh, mm. because it, it, it came that way because of an injury. Uh, of course, Kevin Owens is your current champ. He's held the title for 170 days and counting. Uh, and, you know, that, that uh, clock may tick midnight very soon. Yes. Fastlane, I think. Yeah, I think we're all kind of in agreement that that may happen. Uh, before Kevin Owens, of course, Finn Balor, he won the first ever Universal title at SummerSlam and that of uh, the shoulder injury. So Kevin Owens, he's held the title since then. Uh, you know, I, I, I think consistency is here, obviously, because he's been the only, well, the mm-hmm. second champ. But, uh, you know, I haven't really felt like he's been a good champion. No. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I love Kevin Owens, but like the oh, way they've God. booked him. They've booked Kevin yeah. Owens like a WCW mid-card heel for 170 days. Like, it's just... And that's what kills me about Raw, because every time Raw goes off the air, I'm usually ticked off. Like, what? It's like, can Kevin Owens look once like a strong champion? Just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I agree completely, and I love... The comedy thing with Jericho yeah. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I loved it. However, as you said, there's got to be some sort of uh, 
comeuppance with him where he looks like, uh, I can't remember who I was listening to. It was another podcast. It was a wrestling podcast. And they said, you can't have comedy without something else. And I feel like there was never something else with Kevin Owens. Until now, I think he's this heel thing that he's doing is great. He's going back to, like, the prize fighter gimmick, which I mm-hmm. loved from the get-go. Uh, unfortunately, I think Goldberg's going to beat him for the title, and it's all going to be Yeah. Thing. No, yeah. So, he had it for 170 days. 170 and counting. I think it might okay. be 171. <laughs> but, yeah, obviously, it's yeah, still yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sad. That's the longest reign of the year for a major championship. That's crazy. Siri just went ham and tried to talk on my phone. <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, 170 days and counting. So that's, you know, uh, five months and yeah. change, almost six months. No. Just for, like you said, WCW heel mid Carter. Uh, yeah. He's just holding the title. He's just there. And it's sad because yeah. I think he's, he, yeah, I mean, I think he's one of their best performers in the company. I think when he is just beating the living crap out of people, he's the man. I, that's the KO that people love to watch. That's the people that, that's the KO that people love to hate. That's the KO that should be champ. That I'm just going to demolish you. <laughs> just, I don't No, I don't know. That's, man. Yeah, SmackDown's title reigns are frustrating. They, they, I don't that Cena one drives me nuts. 14, 14 days. days. 16 time world Just season. to get him 16 time world champ. Just to get that. Just for that. You are fired up. All right, so let's yeah. let's expand on that. When do you think he gets 17? I think Oh yeah, it's definitely going to happen. Um I think he's going to go away. I think I read somewhere from Dave Meltzer or uh, Mark Middleton that Cena was probably going to go away for a bit after WrestleMania this year. Because, I mean, he's doing a million other things. But I don't know. I, I, I think that they save 17 for a WrestleMania, right? I mean, you hope that they're that smart, right? I thought they were going to yeah, save, save 16 here. for WrestleMania. And they shocked me honest. with their stupidity every other week. I, I just I, don't. Yeah, I, uh, it, to me, and probably to you, the hardcore wrestling fans that break this stuff down way too much and read into it way too much. I mean, I don't give a crap that he has 16 title reigns. The only thing I remember is that they forced the belt on them. They messed up a storyline and that they interrupted their flowingness of SmackDown just to give Cena a stat for two weeks. For two weeks. Why AJ Styles in the elimination chamber? What, what is the point? Right. I don't think, I don't know if you're upset by this. I was not upset by this. I like that Bray Wyatt finally got the WWE title. It makes sense. It makes so much sense. They put the tag belts on him in December. They've been building this weirdness with Randy Orton for a while. And, I mean, you look at Bray Wyatt, and who's more deserving? I'd give him a shot. See what he can do with it. Yeah, and I have, I lo- I've loved Bray Wyatt since the get-go. <coughs> I thought it was a great character. I still think it's a great character. They have like, all right, he's finally getting his title reign, yeah. which is great, but you made Cena the 16-time champ only to give Bray Wyatt a chance? Like, there, there's no logic. No, there was no logic. Everything was confusing about it. I don't know. And uh, I will say this about Bray Wyatt's character. I love the more toned-down version of his craziness. I think it works for him a little bit better. I think it connects with the fans better. 
And I think if they keep the ball on them for a little bit, they're going to be surprised. But I just don't think that they have the consistency to see three, see things through. Do you think uh, Bray Wyatt's going to win at Mania and keep the title? Nope. See, that's my. That was gonna. Yeah. <laughs> don't even know who he's facing. Like it's, it's, nope. No. Right. <laughs> I I I'm kind of getting a vibe of uh, Harper Owens. Not Owens. Harper. Orton. Yeah. Same here. And uh, yeah, who the heck knows what they're gonna do with that? If it's that, I could see Bray Wyatt winning. That's the one scenario because I don't think they're gonna put it on Luke Harper yet. Right. And they keep saying that sh- that match is going to be the main event. We all know that match is going to be at, like, hour one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to open. The- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh. That's So we've got a uh, lot of confusion with the WWE title. Universal title has been consistent. However, I feel like that's going to be kind of chaotic in the coming weeks. I- I- Lesnar probably taking it at Mania. So there's like another three-week title reign for the Universal title. It, I, that's um, where I think Goldberg's going to win it, and I think he's going to run with it until like SummerSlam or something. Yeah, really? I think that just, I mean, look at WWE's Twitter account. They are so self-conscious of Goldberg's image that they're CGIing his goatee brown and stuff. I mean, it's just embarrassing. <laughs> WWE's embarrassing me as a wrestling fan with just their inconsistency and just just the disrespect to the wrestling fan that's here 365 days a year it's dude is fired I, up. i'm i'm just very disappointed because i'm one of those 365ers i'm a dedicated person i've been that way since i was eight years old and they're shoving some dude i used to watch when i was nine down my throat just because he was cool when i was nine why does he deserve the title why does he deserve the spotlight why is he he's not burying anybody but it's just like why you could be doing goldberg and brock don't need the belt it, putting the belt on Goldberg doesn't make the belt more important because that match is just going to overshadow the belt anyway. Exactly. And I, I don't mind seeing Goldberg and Lesnar. It's like, yeah. whatever, it's a cool spectacle. But like you said, I, I don't think it should diminish any other like full-time star, which is what they need. They keep saying they need to build stars. All right, well, Goldberg and Lesnar are here like once a month, maybe. Strictly because I get to see Goldberg and Lesnar one time. I'm tuning in because I get to see Kevin Owens every week. I'm tuning in because I get to see mm-hmm. Rollins every week, Samoa Joe, all these guys that are here every day. And it's like, what are you doing to me now? You're just going to say, here's the, here's the universal title, Goldberg? Yeah, exactly. Goldberg doesn't have that appeal to me. Brock Lesnar is still that guy in my mind that I'd like to see the belt on. If you're going to go that route, put the belt on Brock. He's the most believable figure. He... He's been around. He's been back. He's back. You know, I mean, he's around. And that promo on Monday night, that was uh, a throwback intense Brock Lesnar that I really like to see. And I just don't understand what they're doing with Goldberg. I don't get it. I guess the crowd's eating it up. Maybe I'm I'm in the uh, not the majority, but the minority here. Maybe maybe we're in the minority Minority. here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, the title, the universal title has not ever been made the focal point of Raw since SummerSlam. And it just feels weird that that's the case because you had uh, Finn Balor. I think they were going to push that dude to the moon. Mm. He got injured. That happens. Mm-hmm. But, like, why would you not push Kevin Owens to the moon? Like, every every time they have something with the Universal title, it's in, like, hour two <sighs> or almost closing the show but not closing the show because they want to push something else. It's like, 
all right, you got to give other things moments. But I remember when I tuned into wrestling as a kid and as a teenager, Raw was almost always something with the champion. Yeah. Whether it was the champion running in or the champion doing commentary and then having a moment, like it was the champion's show. And that, that just hasn't been the case. WWE so forgot how to build stars. The last star that they built, you can say it was John Cena, Batista, and Randy Orton. Finn Balor was not built here. Kevin Owens was not built here. Sami Zayn was not built here. AJ Styles was not built here. Nakamura was not built here. Carl Anderson, Luke Ellis, not built here. I can go on and on. They forgot how to build stars. Exactly. Uh, Homegrown talent just simply has not been there for a long time. Now, I will say this. Braun Strowman, yeah. I am all (laughs) in on Braun Strowman. Oh, my goodness. I was like, yep, put the belt on this dude now. <laughs> no, but uh, just the title stuff. It's that's been frustrating me for as long as I can remember. The title reigns, you know, outside of CM Punk and John Cena. What are some of the longest title reigns? Right, I, I, Lesnar held it for like yeah, I want to say six months, but then you know he was there like he defended it what four times a month maybe, yeah maybe right. Uh, so while we're talking about infuriating title reigns, here you go. Yep. Intercontinental title. Uh, Dean Ambrose has held it uh, for 51 plus days. The Miz. <laughs> yeah. The Miz held it for 49 days, so oh, two months, less than two months. Uh, before the Miz was Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler held it for 37 days. Uh, that was after his whole promo, like, I've got one more shot. If I lose, I leave WWE, yeah. that whole thing, which was it a was great it. angle at the time. Uh before that, The Miz held it for 188 days, which was one of the best reigns, and I think you and I would agree, uh, probably reinvigorated The Miz because of point. Yep. And then before The Miz held it for that long, uh, uh, what would that be, six months plus? Yeah. Eight, seven months plus, something like yeah, that? Yeah, 188, like, about six months, yep. Uh, before that was Zack Ryder for one <laughs> That's right. Because he wanted that WrestleMania, and then yeah, Maurice and his dad, and that weird stuff. So, nearly every Intercontinental title reign since WrestleMania has been title reign has been less than two months, except for The Miz, which held it for six to seven. Yeah, and I mean, look at it the most successful reign out of that group was man, I cannot talk today, but the most successful one out of that group was The Miz's 188 day one. I mean, that's not a coincidence. That's not just happen chance. It's consistency. It's dedication to a storyline. It's not just throwing a belt and keeping it on them because you don't know what else to do. It's seeing something through to the end. If you look at – someone asked me legitimately, one of my good wrestling friends, he goes, who is the Intercontinental Champion right now? And I was like, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting it's Dean too. I saw him – I saw him at EC, and he didn't walk out with it. I'm like, wait, I thought Dean was the IC champ. Why is he pulling a Roman Reigns and taking a dump on the mid-card belt? <laughs> right. And like you said, when you see something through, uh, before The Miz won that title uh, after WrestleMania, like he was a mid-carder. He was whatever, almost almost jobber status, He I was say. stuck in a very state of nothing for two years. Uh-huh. Yes. It's a good way to put it. And he goes on this lengthy title reign. He brags about it the whole time. He says he's the best IC champ of all time, so on and so forth. And no one could beat him. Yeah, he cheated. 
to do to get most of his wins, but no one could beat the dude because of, you know, Hooker Crook. He brought in the Spirit mm-hmm. Squad. But the dude won, and he bragged about it. And then he had those great uh, promos with Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler and so on and so forth. And now he's pretty much, a, you know, one of the top stars on SmackDown. Yeah. You see what happens when you let something breathe and you let something, you know, uh, follow up and go through, like you said? You get champs. You get legit champs, yeah. and I feel like I'm digging in. Exactly, and it's not even the just the legit champs and seeing something to the end. It made sense when Miz lost the title to Dolph Ziggler. You know, it told the whole story, and it set up the next story. These quick stitches... Uh. These quick switches do not set up stories. They do not close out stories. They just, they're just pointless stats. Exactly. And uh, one thing that wasn't pointless about Miz's title reign, because uh-huh. he was counting the days, he kept counting, he's like, I'm at a hundred. It made sense because that was the shtick. So it was kind of different than like the New Day who's bragging about, we're going to break this title reign, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> For the Miz, that was his whole persona. Like it was a good idea for him to do that. And now, when people count stats, it's like, all right, I get it. You're just trying to put up a graphic when we go to break that says WWE has this record. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Yeah, exactly. So even worse than that, oh, the U.S. pill until we get to the very end. Uh, Chris Jericho, he is the current champ. He's held it for 45 plus days. Yep. Prior to that was Roman Reigns for 106 Ugh. days, so three months. He walked to the ring with it for maybe two minutes. Right. Uh, before Roman Reigns was Rusev. Rusev held it for 126 days, so about four months. Uh, Kalisto before that <laughs> for 119 days, so about. Uh, yeah. And I added some caveats here because I thought it was rather interesting. Uh I almost said a day to remember because I put 80 up. <laughs> uh, Alberto Del Rio uh, held it for 12 days. Before that, Kalisto for one day. And before that, uh, uh, I almost did it again. Alberto Del Rio for 78 days. So the average yeah. is about a month or so. Yeah. The longest was Cal- four. Kalisto held the U.S. title the most. Wow. The longest, I mean. Holy crap. No, Rusev actually oh, Rusev. Like, okay. like five, five days. But yeah, I'm with you. Kalisto, I forgot Kalisto ever held, well, I remember he held the title. I didn't think it was that long of a reign, but four months. Goodness roughly. gracious. Talk about a title they don't know what to do with. Yeah, and that's real discouraging for me because I have a <laughs> title hanging on my wall right now as I turn it I got it kind of as a joke because it was on sale on the WWE shop, but I was like, you know what? I like the U.S. title. I've always liked the U.S. title. Uh, and John Cena made it relevant for me again. I bought it before that, but it was cool. And I was like, you know what? This is a mid-card belt that can make a star. John Cena is bringing that thing back to prominence because it was pooped on yep. previous to that. Yeah. And the U.S. Open Challenge is one of the best things of 2015. Yeah, it really was. For like a year plus, I feel like. Yes, he did. No, that was. And now Berto Del Rio came back and kicked him and won. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? Uh, the Roman Reigns, that was just so pointless because I feel like Rusev is like a perfect U.S. title guy. You know, 
mean, that's a good guy to have a decently important match on the mid card with every pay per view. These mid card titles, they should be more. They should be even more consistent with these because it gives your next guys in line, in theory, a chance to show that they can take a consistent storyline, make a belt mean something. You know, it's like a proving ground. What is Roman Reigns doing with the U.S. title? You know what? I understand why Chris Jericho won the U.S. title, but let's come on, let's do something with it. Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens obviously lining up for a feud at WrestleMania. <coughs> Please don't make that for the U.S. title. What's going to happen? And I'm going to argue with you. I don't think it makes <coughs> sense for Chris Jericho to win the title because all they did was make another statistic. Which one title did Chris Jericho not have to examine? <laughs> right, it's the U.S. title. U.S. title, and then they kept bragging about it every time when he came out. He's now the, yeah. they call it the Grand Slam champion or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's the only thing he hasn't done is win uh, Money in the Bank of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so going back to the seeing things through concept, when Rusev held the title for that lengthy reign before him and Cena faced off at WrestleMania, he was a legit monster. He made Cena pass out to the accolade. He beat everyone in his path. That dude was made for a while. He was a top mid-carder. He was probably being set up to be a main event guy, or he, they could have set him up to be a main event guy, and I would have believed it, you know, which, whatever. It made sense because yep. of what they did with it. And then now Rusev's nothing. He's handsome Rusev. Yep. Yeah. So they sell it through, and then they pooped on it. <gasps> uh, I know it. I know it. I just don't even. I don't even know what to think about it. You know. I. I know it is. It's gonna get worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get real worse. All right, SmackDown yep. tag titles, which are fairly new, but it's very indented by the statistics. Uh, American Alpha, current champs. I love American Alpha. They've held the title for fifty-eight plus days and counting. So, two months, we'll say. Mm. Uh, the Wyatt family, which I loved at the time, held the title for 20 years. Yeah, that was years. it. Yep. Not even a month. And then Heath Slater and Rhino, your first ever SmackDown tag champs, uh, 84 days, which is yeah, less Yeah, still impressive days. for them. <laughs> and I think they won it probably. I don't know if the injury was real or fake but american alpha had the knee thing so i think that's probably why slater and rhino want it i don't know i'm not in wwe i'm not in the writing whatever but yeah so the smackdown titles have been there for six months maybe yeah yeah july yep so like six seven months yep and they've changed it three times out there is two months yeah Yeah, really building those titles up. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just, like, dumbfounded by this. The SmackDown okay? tag titles of you know, – they need – that team, that freaking brand needs someone else on that. Because I, I love American Alpha, but I don't – there's just not anything that grabs me about them and the Usos, you know? Yeah, I like that they should ever beat American Alpha because of the way American Alpha has been booked, if that makes sense. Yeah, So it does. Uh, yeah, it's it's discouraging. I, I'm hoping they have some call-ups after WrestleMania, like a DIY, a revival, uh, even the Authors of Pain. I don't care. Like, just get someone new up there because 
the tag team division on SmackDown, there's lots of them. They did that six uh, six tag team elimination thing at the Elimination Chamber. Pretty good. But, like, the Vaude Villains, they haven't done anything since being called up. The uh, Breezango, the Fashion Police, whatever they're calling them, they haven't done anything. The Usos are new, and they're kind of doing their thing, which is okay. But, like, there's just uh, the Ascension. Who cares? Like, uh they need some new, fresh... Uh, I know. It. The SmackDown tag team division kind of bores me, and that's really sad because I love American Alpha, but they just don't have... There's no character there. There's no personality. They're a working team, you know? And there's. I feel like they don't have any other personalities to really work with. I was kind of prophesizing. I don't know if yeah. that's a good word or the right word or even a word to begin with. But uh, uh, Kurt Angle... If he were to like do a little comeback thing and bring back the uh, you know the world's greatest tag team, yeah, American Alpha yeah. Team America or whatever. <laughs> Haas and Shelton Benjamin back in the oh, day, yeah. and Kurt yeah. Angle leading the team, Team Angle. I feel like they okay they need that. something, you know. I feel like because those guys are great talent, great talent. They're energetic, they're fun, but they. They're not talkers, and tag teams, you kind of need a talker, you know? You need to tell a story, because you find me when I miss SmackDown. When I don't watch SmackDown live, I DVR it, and I find myself zooming through the tag team stuff. (laughs) You look at, like, Authors of Pain, two big dudes who can't talk. They threw uh, Ellering with him, and you know what? His little creepy promos are pretty good. It works. Yep. They they went back to what worked in the 80s, and they put it at play here to see if it worked. And guess what? It did. Two big killers right. that can't Sometimes talk. You... Uh, where'd that work? Oh, yeah, Legion of Doom. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you take an old school thing, and you kind of make it more no, relevant. Yeah, I, I, how much do you th- – I mean, for someone like – I don't even – I can't even tell you how much it has an effect on it with these weird title reigns with the SmackDown tag titles, but – I don't know if it's the teams, I don't know if it's the title reigns, but I just have not been invested. No, and I think it's because, partly because of yeah. the switches. Uh, if you were to give the Wyatt family or American Alpha, if they have been yeah. the champs the whole time, and then, so they would have like a six-month reign, roughly, and that, that team who's held the belt for six-plus months, okay, let's see what they can do. It's like... When you just do these changes, they're props. They're not mm-hmm. actual meaning, meaningful things that these uh, champions are holding. And I get it. It's scripted. It's, uh, it's previously decided, whatever. But, like, when I'm mentally and emotionally invested in this thing, you got to give me a reason to care. And SmackDown no. titles, nope. I just don't. Nope. I know. I, and I hate saying it because SmackDown's my favorite wrestling show in the air right now. Same here. Nope. And, uh... Unfortunately for the other side, the Raw Tag Team belts, it's slightly better, but that's only because of one big outlier. Uh, your current champs, Luke Gallows, Carl mm-hmm. Anderson, who they don't call the club anymore for whatever reason, uh, they are the current champs at 25 days and counting. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, they held it for 42 days before that, uh, which is a mm-hmm. month. And they, of course, held it for 483 days before that. Yep. Uh, they were a made team. They now are the longest reigning tag champs ever. Uh, the primetime players held it before that, which, wow, primetime players were a thing. Uh, 70, <laughs> they held it for 70 days, so uh, two months and some change. 
before the primetime players was the new day at 49 days. So this one, once again, lots of changes. The longest rain, I think the record-breaking rain. Primetime players at 70 days. That's wild. Right. The tag team champs on Raw, who, which have also changed colors. <laughs> they went from the black straps to the, the red straps. But uh, the New Day held the titles for 483 days. That's a year yep. and a couple months. Let's see. Almost. Wow. Yeah. Six months, a year and six months, roughly? Yeah, me too. It was, yeah. <laughs> it's a long. Uh, and they were a made team. Like, when someone was going to beat the New Day, I was like, all right, this is going to be a deal. And then Seamus and Cesaro just kind of beat them because they had the statistic done. It's like, all right. Exactly. They had, and it still doesn't make sense to me why they, ugh, the New Day should still be tag team champions. Agreed. Wholeheartedly, unless they were going to let the club beat them uh, and make it a thing, like that, their lengthy uh, reign did nothing but create a statistic. It did not create a new up and coming team. It did not help build a new up and coming team. It did not co- pay off in a special moment. It just happened, and it happened very. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a word. Disappointingly, yeah. that's not what I was gonna go it for. Work. I guess yeah. that'll work. It was. I can't even remember when Cesaro and Sheamus won it. Was it on Raw? Was it on God, the yeah, Exactly. Me either. And that's the sad part. And just as a fellow writer, the WWE writing staff should be ashamed of themselves because they're not creating moments anymore. They're just creating things that happen. Just stats. This happened. Oh my God! They held it for 483 days. Oh yeah. Well, what did that help create? Oh, nothing actually. Right. I think they're focused on creating Facebook and Twitter moments and things that they can use in promos, which is great. But you young reigning champions. I mean, The Miz, when he was the IC champ for 188 days, uh, he had so many good promos, so many great moments. And then when they built that promo against him and Ziggler, I was emotionally invested. When Ziggler almost lost, I was like standing up in my apartment like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he's going to lose. I didn't do that once with the Raw Tag Team Champions, like, throughout their entire reign. No. Like, I just didn't care. No. And I don't know if I ever will care. No. <laughs> I know. Uh, Pressing, sorry. It, because I loved the New Day run, they're obviously the best tag team outside of the Revival, in my opinion. And I just, you know, it just didn't make sense. Now, that's the thing I look for. I look for stories to make sense. And, I mean, Cesaro and Sheamus had their little feud, and they were brought to your line. I started buying in. But then when you give them the titles for a month and some change, what are you doing? Like, I don't believe them for a second. Exactly. If they would have held on to the titles, because I was fine with them being a team, because it made me be able to tolerate Sheamus again. And he's a very well-rounded worker, but it's just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't, I just don't see a clear vision. I don't see critical thinking. I don't see, I see decision-making without looking one step down the road in the future. I, I think this would have been better had the club, Gals Nairson, been properly introduced and then booked in a way that made them look like the world beaters that they were in New Japan and ROH and so on and so forth. Like, 
when they debuted, they beat up the Usos fine. They should have beat up every other tag team and then culminated with them beating the New yeah. Day, if that's how you want to book uh, AJ and the club, which was okay. I mean, it was entertaining at the time, but, like, they weren't, they weren't a team that, like, instilled fear like they should. Oh, and, yeah. The authors of pain are more believable yes. to me. Yes, and the thing that really bothered me about and still does about Anderson and Gallows is that doing what they did in New Japan and everywhere else around the world isn't lazy storytelling. It's smart. I think that they need to be two guys behind a star, you know? I, I don't know. It just makes them – I mean, the matches that they were having with AJ and – Cena and the three, the three on three match. I mean, that's when Enzo and Cass mattered. You know, I mean, I I like Gallows and Anderson personally, a big fan of them, but they are boring the absolute hell out of me as characters. And that's disappointing to me. Yeah. What's funny is that you're a new number one contestant, Enzo and Cass. Yeah, I bet they're going to win. <laughs> right, and that would put the the club, Gals and Anderson, that would put their reign at just over a month. Mm-hmm. No, I think uh, Gals and Anderson will hang on to it. I don't know who the heck they're going to face at Mania because the New Day's not even wrestling at Mania, probably. Your longest reigning tag team champions in the history of the company are hosting WrestleMania. That's a thing. <sighs> just... That's a thing. Uh... Let's get even more depressing here. Uh, eventually, it'll culminate in some good stuff. <laughs> and I, there, there will be a point to this. you got to wait like an hour for it, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> the SmackDown Women's Champion. I want to do a caveat here. This one's kind of mad because of injuries. But at the same time, it's kind of with the tag team titles that are on SmackDown, yeah. which was uh, newly introduced yep. roughly six months ago. Uh, Becky Lynch. or No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I'm going in two to three days because Naomi won the title at Elimination Chamber and had to relinquish it because of a t- uh, an injury. Yeah. Uh, disappointing to say the least, but it is what it is. Uh, Alexa Bliss held it before that for 70 days, so mm-hmm. two months or so. And then Becky Lynch held it for 84 days, a uh, little less than three months. So they've had, let's pretend... <sighs> This Alexa Bliss, uh, Naomi, you know, whatever. Uh, Becky Lynch, your first ever champ, held it for three months. Alexa Bliss, the second champ, who beat her, for which was a great match and a great storyline. I loved what they did with that. I thought it worked. She held it for a little more than two months and then relinquished it to Naomi. So, an injury aside, they too have had three title changes. Yeah. In the span of six months or so. What it was, I thought it was an okay title reign. Uh, when she lost it, I was like, okay, they're giving Alexa Bliss a chance. I think this works. I, I did not like Naomi winning the title. I get what they were trying to do because she's going <coughs> yeah. to Mania. They're letting her have it in her hometown. I get it. But why not give her the WrestleMania moment? Exactly, and that's what I was Mania. like. This is what exactly what I'm thinking because – this is the tried and true thing. Your faces, your good guys are supposed to be the kind of guys that have the big moments at the big shows and have the long reigns. You're not supposed to invest lengthy reigns, you know, if you go by the blueprint into heels, you know, the bad guys. Like the 70-day Alexa Bliss reign doesn't bother me. Her losing it at Elimination Chamber bothers me. 
Heels are supposed to go down when the most people are watching because the most people watching want to see the good guy win. And it's, it's just... Precisely. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if the McMahons are stepping in with the creative staff. I don't know if the creative staff is just a bunch of freaking Ivy League NYU grads that impressed them with their past experiences, but it is clear that there is a disconnect between what works and what doesn't. The 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 talent yeah, is carrying the shows because the talent is shining through the crappy, inconsistent storytelling. And that's a, the biggest detriment about WWE right now is their writing staff and their creative side. I agree. And it's sad because the women's uh, the women's division in SmackDown is pretty okay. Yeah. I mean, Becky Lynch is good. Alexa Bliss is good. <laughs> Naomi is uh, really good athletically. I've mm-hmm. loved her matches lately. Uh, the one with, I think her and Bliss faced off when Becky Lynch was injured and yeah. that one was meh, but whatever. Uh, you know what? I liked her storyline with Nikki Bella, but, you know, aside from last week's or, yes, one, the last SmackDown match they had, whenever it was. That was pretty good with the no balls count anywhere. Yeah. It's just a time place. It's because they're so clearly going to do John Cena and Nikki Belly versus The Miz and Maurice. I, yeah, that is 100% going to happen. I'll guarantee it right now on this show for WrestleMania. But, uh, (laughs) all right. If, hold on. I don't know. Tell me. I don't know. Do I have to like Uh, watch like Raw every week fully? (laughs) <laughs> Just, no. and you know I want to uh, say this because I don't want to blame what I don't know because I don't work for WWE I don't work for the creative staff I'm not behind the scenes maybe these writers are trying to do all the things we're talking about and the powers that be are just being the powers that be enforcing their own will so I'm sorry if I'm being hard on the wrong people but I'm just saying it's a creative mess right now and if you work for WWE creative I'm sorry but that falls on you I, I agree wholeheartedly. Let him hear it. Man. Hire me. You are oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I don't think they would ever hire either of us after this. Yeah, podcast. whatever. <laughs> Spineless. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, he's right. up. Let's see if we can make him more angry. Uh, let's go to the Raw Women's title. Your current champ, Bailey. Mm-hmm. 11 days and counting. 57 days. Yep. Before that, it was Sasha, 20 days. Yes. Before that, it was Charlotte, 29 days. Before that, it was Sasha, 27 days. So pretty much every Raw after a pay-per-view to every pay-per-view, the title changed. <laughs> yeah. The uh, longest uh, reign... Uh, was 57 days. Yeah, let's just get Charlotte 16 title reigns before her second year on the main roster. Let's just do that. That's a good idea. I think that's really smart. <laughs> the not one reign lasted longer than a month, except for that Charlotte reign, which was a little less than two. What a waste of talent. What a detriment to their talent. They just, they, there's no long-term thinking. There's just moments. Ooh, that's so good for this night. Okay, but what about the next night? What about the next week? What about the next big show? Are you thinking or are you just thinking about this one night? Because when you're writing and when you're creating a show, you can't just live in the moment. (laughs) You you can't. You can't. And it shows. I mean, it's way too predictable. Right. It feels like 
almost a newscast. And I, I say that because I work in news, but like, uh, if it, like you said, they're doing like the time of things, which is what news is. It's the time of. It's what's happening now. It's supposed to be an emotional plug or an emotional pull. That's what I'm looking for. Emotional pull. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, there just hasn't been too many emotional pulls for me lately. I mean, Miz and Ziggler was good. I was emotionally invested in that. Uh, Lesnar and Goldberg even, I was somewhat emotionally invested just because it, it called back to my childhood. Uh, John Cena no. winning 16. No, no I have not felt no emotional an emotional pull. pull by a wrestling storyline since Daniel Bryan won the title at WrestleMania 30. That's a good, that's a good call, yeah. That, that was probably the last big one. That's the last slow burn they did. And you know what? The beautiful thing about a slow burn story is how damn frustrating it is for so long. But then when that moment happens, it's great. Daniel Bryan for, oh my gosh, that was a whole year. A whole year of Daniel Bryan not getting it done, not getting a chance, getting held back. Storyline, behind the scenes, or whatever-wise, the WWE probably fell into that storyline. <laughs> they were like, okay, we can't oh, keep they, ignoring the fans now. <laughs> Just, they certainly and, did. But I don't even care, because it worked. And they made the right call in the end. And I'm just saying, that was the last time that I felt emotionally into a story from beginning to end. Yeah, I, I, right. I read his uh, autobiography, and uh, they definitely fell into that story. <laughs> I do not yeah. think that was their plan. As you said, there was so many ups and then downs. The downs were massive. The ups were cool. I mean, he won at SummerSlam, and then they took it away because they gave it to Randy Orton with the money in the bank. He won at, I believe it was Hell in the Cell, and then they took it away because of a fast count. And then everyone's like, oh, he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. He's in this Wyatt feud. He, he finally just kicked the beast, and uh, that's over with. He's going to be in the Rumble. And then he wasn't in the Rumble. <laughs> he booed Rey Mysterio. And then, like you said, finally at WrestleMania, there, they, he finally got it. And it was like, I can sit back and have a little bit of relief. Because of a scripted storyline. I'm 27 years old. Well, at that point, I was 24 years old. And I'm sitting here relieved because freaking Daniel Bryan won the title. And I'm, uh, it was just so good. And like you said, we haven't had that in since then. Three yeah, exactly. Years, three years plus. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get more depressing. Low in darkness. Uh, the Cruiserweight title. <laughs> Neville is your current champ. 24 days and counting. Rich Swan held it before that. 61 days, so about two months. Brian Kendrick, the yeah. Brian Kendrick, held it before that for yeah. 30 days. And TJ Perkins held it before that. Your first ever cruiserweight champion. Yeah, because why keep the consistency or why keep the momentum going from the cruiserweight classic? Why do that? Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's because they booked the wrong guy to win the thing. Uh, I feel like Kota Ibushi probably could have won it and held the title this whole he time. He just wants to be a freelancer, though, or I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, right, which is fine. But, like, you know, uh, Kota, or, uh, Zach Sabre Jr., I think, would have been a great champion. Once again, freelance guy right now. Um, Neville wasn't even in the Cruiserweight Classic, mm -hmm. as he's told us countless times. I don't no, think he's he okay to come back. I'm very yeah, he would have been awesome in that tournament. Can you imagine Neville and Kota Ibushi? Precisely. And I'm gonna call back to the emotional thing that we just talked about. Uh the Brian Kendrick. 
or well, let's let, I'll uh-huh. focus on ahead. Yeah. the Brian Kendrick. When he was in the cruiserweight classic, like, he had that moment when he lost. His whole thing was, I'm 37, this is my last chance, if I don't make it. Him and Daniel Bryan had that touching moment where they were crying in the middle of the ring because they grew up together, they trained together. Uh, Bryan mentions him in his autobiography saying he was his first ever like true training partner. They roomed together in, San, I think it was San Antonio, because they trained at the Shawn Michaels yep. Academy. And... That was a moment. Uh, I'm, I didn't cry, but I was, I was getting close. I mean, that was a moment. Those two really felt that passion and that, uh, that emotion when they were uh, experiencing that in front of those 600 people. Uh-huh. Why, why not give him that? I don't, let him be the first ever champ and just let him run I know. It. I know. It. Exactly. And if you couldn't have done it with a Bushi or Sabre, then it should have been Brian Kendrick because it's clearly what you wanted to do if you gave him the belt after a freaking month. Oh, was, uh, yeah, yeah. And here's another one I'll go to. Uh, Cedric Alexander, Cruiserweight Classic. He lost, I believe, in the second round to Ibushi, I believe. It was. One of the matches of the year. A, a, incredible match. And I'm fine with the fact that he lost. Oh, yeah, Ibushi I, is, let really. me just say, for anyone that hasn't watched the CWC, Kota Ibushi is not just one of the best cruiserweights in the world. This guy is one of the best performers any weight class in the world. Yeah, and he's not one of those, like, uh, spot monkeys, as I call him. He does have amazing – he sells. He's amazing. And him and Alexander tore the house down for that match. Nakamura wish he could strong style like Kota Ibushi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots uh, oh, Coming in hard in the paint, man. Uh, you're not wrong. He, he's got great strikes. Uh, after the match, uh, it was a WWE exclusive. I don't believe this was in the Cruiserweight Classic, but it was on their YouTube. Maybe I'm wrong. Regardless, the point is, uh, the whole Cedric, please oh, sign yeah. Cedric. That was on the show. That was on there. Okay, so it was on the show, and then he's crying. Like, the dude is just emotional <laughs> yeah. as all hell. Triple H comes out and says, okay, shakes his hand, and you get this moment like, wow, that guy's, the crowd mm-hmm. had an influence there. I think he was probably signed prior probably, to that. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But the point is they created an emotional pull there, and I was invested. I was like, oh, my gosh, the crowd just made that happen. He's been yeah. in this stupid storyline with Noam Dar with uh, uh, yeah. that one girl, Alicia, Alicia Foxy. Alicia Foxy. <laughs> and it's just it's been a waste of talent with the cruiserweights, and the rapid title changes – and this is nothing against TJ Perkins because I think he's a great performer and I enjoy his matches, but he has never had the crowd connection or reaction that any of the guys we have talked about have had. Yeah, his... Uh, his Grand Metalik! I mean, that's a guy that wears a mask and doesn't talk and he had a better connection with the crowd. I, I just... I don't think he was signed. No, that did take a while, but I'm just saying, you know... This is just kind of my thing. Don't just do things to do things. Have a plan going in. Like, I don't, I don't know if they expected yeah. TJ Perkins to catch on a lot more than he did, but, I mean, it's fairly obvious that he didn't. I, I feel like they did just because of the way they pushed the cool intro music. With oh, the he's little... got one of the coolest intros in the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he does all the cool, like, hip-hop stuff, and I think he was going to connect with the kids, and he probably did but I don't think, like, 
you and I, the adults, I don't think we connected with him at all. Watching him dab makes me want to swear more than I already do. <laughs> you can swear. I just got to write the time down. Fine. One, two, three. <laughs> no, just not my editing life a little harder. Thank you. You're welcome. That's how angry I am. I, because I love the cruiserweight division. I do too, and I think uh, they've had some great, some great cruiserweight matches, and the the push, the emotional stuff behind it. Jack Gallagher is kind of giving me a little yes. emotional appeal here, but Neville's doing it for me. Neville, Neville's very real right yes. now. They do not go away from Neville unless you've got something better for him, because I, I, he could be the driving force of this show that makes it click once they finally get their heads out of you know where and put it back in the NXT arena. Right, his uh, his anger I feel is real. I think he does feel like he was uh, passed over countless times, and now he's finally got his title, and he's the king. The of The promo that he had with stuff. Gallagher on Monday Every was time. beautiful. Exactly. Every time he gets that emotional and that angry, I'm like, I met Neville. I know he's probably never that angry. <laughs> right. He is such a nice dude. Yeah. No. No. I know it. Uh, just. Yeah, let's hope that they show some consistency there because it's obvious that they were like, they panicked after T.J. Perkins didn't really connect. That's clear. Right, and they, Rich Swan had the emotional storyline with his mother and how it was for him, and then they. Just I think he got hurt. I think he got hurt so quickly. I'm like, I think he legit hurt his knee, and like you know, it wasn't a serious, serious thing. Obviously, because he's already back, but it was obviously something that took him out of action for a month or so. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah so. you know, I mean, they got they've got some very special talent, and that roster keeps getting deeper. Yeah, I two hundred five live. Uh, the storylines are garbage. But yeah, exactly. I, I, I just kind of actually I've been watching the Alicia Foxy storyline just because it cracks me up. Noam Dar, he cracks me up. You know, if he's a great little wrestler, and if he if he's going to be the weird, creepy, funny gimmick, then you know what, he's got a spot on the show, and I think he fits it. But Cedric Alexander does not fit into that role. Not no. at all. Nope. Not at all. All right, let's go to NXT, which is a little more uplifting. I, this was kind of the payoff as to why things may not be no. so terrible, no. but still kind of. Uh, <laughs> NXT champion. He's 22 days and counting. Yep. Uh, before that, and this is where things got a little weird, Nakamura, 56 days. Yep. Uh, so about two months. Samoa Joe, 14 <laughs> days, because uh, he won it at NXT Toronto and then dropped it in Japan, which, once again, I'm assuming is yeah. simply for the moment. Uh, Nakamura, 91 days, three months. And then Samoa Joe, 121 days, four months. Uh, before that, they had uh, Finn Balor. He had it for like a year, close to. And then uh, Neville had it for a long time, and uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, they kind of had shorter range, but that's because they were getting... Bo Dallas. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> forget that ever happened. <laughs> but, so there's a little bit of turnover on this one, and I think, like you said, it's for the moment. But I, there was also some injury rumors there yeah. as well. So and I know uh, this is... I know, I hope this doesn't contradict myself, but I think at least they created two moments with the Samoa Joe Nakamura flip-flops because Joe winning in Toronto 
was a shock to everybody in that arena that didn't work for WWE. And then, obviously, Nakamura winning in Japan obviously was going to happen, but was still a fun moment. Yeah, and I, here's the thing with these flip-flops. Um, Samoa well, word, Samoa Joe's now on Raw, of course. Uh, they were the best two wrestlers on NXT at the time. So the fact that they're having, like, a, a, a uh, give and take with the NXT title, I was kind of okay with it. I mean, I was kind of upset at the time because it seemed like, all right, you gave Joe that sweet moment at, at Toronto. No. No one thought he was winning. And then you're just going to have Nakamura win it strictly because he's... Yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah. I know, it's a little give and take. And it, the Nakamura win in Japan was... Weird, because it was just for those people in attendance, because it wasn't even on a normal NXT show. Right, and they've kind of done that in the past with the house show mentality when Samoa Joe beat Finn Balor, and that wasn't even on. Yeah. Yeah. So, this one I'm more okay with strictly because they were the top stars, and they're (coughs) going back and forth. When it was like Alberto Del Rio and Kalisto, it's like, what are you doing? And I mean, you could even make the argument that Sasha Banks and Charlotte wasn't the worst thing on the face of the earth with the title changes, but at the same time, it got predictable at the end. Yeah, it felt like the worst thing ever. I know. I was like, wow, these two women are putting on fantastic matches, but it's pretty obvious who's winning at every pay-per-view. Right, and that was the storyline. The statistic, as you (laughs) said, Charlotte's 12-0, 14-0 at pay-per-views, and then she she poops out. Uh, I hope they at least use that stat to put someone immediately to the top, like Asuka or something, you know? I mean, just anyone, you know? Something needs to happen. Yeah, I, I, Nia Jax even, I think, I don't think she's lost clean. We just, yeah, exactly. We just need, there's, there's no real moments anymore, like emotional moments, I feel like. I, I just meant, I, yeah, I just meant storyline moments. I just, I, because I'm a storyline guy. And I'm going to give you a storyline guy Let's here. Let's And right here, <laughs> because uh, you, were, you were there live for this one. Uh, Authors of Pain, they've held the day, or the titles for 26 yep. days and counting. Uh, DIY, mm-hmm. of course, won those titles at yep. NXT Toronto, for, and they held it for 70 days, not too long. But uh, that one, yes. that was an emotional moment for me. Yeah. Four days, which is uh, five, six, yeah. Th- yeah. how many months is that? Gosh, I'm so bad. A little less than six five months. Five to six months, yep. I'm a journalist. Don't ask me. You're in news, too. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. like, uh. <laughs> American Alpha held it for 68 days, which was a little more than two months. And then the Revival held it for 162 days, which is, once again, five to six months. So, one Aside from the revival, not super, the moments were okay with me, so I, I think I'm okay with this more. Uh, like you said, uh, DIY was, of course, an emotional moment for me because I love DIY. I think they're a great tag team. I love their message. I love their shtick. I love everything about it. And then for them to finally beat the revival. Yeah, it was. Awesome. and uh, It was great storytelling. The two out of three falls match, the match itself, the ending... And I felt that them beating the Revival legitimized them as a tag team. So when you have the Authors of Pain beat DIY, it's not just these two big guys beating these two cruiserweights. It's these two big guys 
that took the belts from the best team on the face of the earth. Exactly. And that is storytelling. They, they, that is storytelling. And then when American Alpha finally won the tag titles, I was like, okay. And who'd they beat? The Revival, who was just giving yeah. them crap for however many here who you are. We're top guys, and you're not top guys. And then finally, American Alpha, American Alpha wins. Uh, I believe that was at Dallas? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Okay. And that was... That was a crazy match. They even had a, a few mess-ups, and I was like, whatever. It was still a great match. That crowd was insane. Yeah, was and you know, that's what's missing from American Alpha right now is that the Revival are so – the Revival are great wrestlers, great performers, but the things that they are out of this world at, Mike skills, ring psychology. When you're in the ring with another team that is a master of ring psychology selling – the, just the things that Revival are good at, it elevates everyone around them. And and they have done that. Just to anyone listening that hasn't spent the time watching the Revival, that doesn't believe in the Revival and getting all this hype, you need to go through the last year or so and watch the NXT takeovers at least and see their matches. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. This team organically creates better storytelling just by how great they are psychology psychologically in the ring. I mean, and that's, you know, that's a, almost a detriment on the creative staff. They're getting carried by the talent. Right. And I mean, it, it's good that the talent is coming up with their own things, but like you said, if it's not coercive with what the writing staff is doing, uh, what's the point? Yeah, on exactly. NXT, they've got a free, a free reign almost because uh, <laughs> they don't <clears throat> micromanage as much. Mm-hmm. But uh, on Raw and SmackDown, man, you've got some good people who are just being... Well, there's just obviously such a clear vision for NXT, and I think there's more fingers in the pudding. And that's why. There's too many hands in the pot on Raw. There's too many hands on the pot on SmackDown. There's too many voices. You know? And far too long. But, fortunately, this is the shining moment of this show and of the uh, WWE right now. Mm -hmm. Your NXT Women's Champion. Yes. I'm not going to go with the UK title because that just happened. And thankfully, Tyler Breeze yes. still has it. Great match on NXT last but week, by NXT... the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Uh, I loved the little comedy, but then the, it, was, it wasn't just comedy. It was more like straight the up. The UK wrestling. division is going to help fantastic. keep NXT afloat while they create some more stars. Mob. Who was it? Mark. Mark. Uh... Mark Andrews and Pete Dunn. There you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Someone's got my. <laughs> that was a great match. Oh, that as well. was the highlight of the UK tournament too. Uh, yep. <laughs> While we sit here and gloat mm. about the UK tournament, your NXT Women's Champion also worth gloating about. Asuka, current champ, three hundred and twenty. Yep. Bailey, mm-hmm. two hundred and twenty-three days. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks. 192 days. Charlotte, 258 days. Paige, 308 days. The shortest reign was 192 days. That was days. Sasha, correct? Okay. Correct. And the, I think she dropped it strictly. Yeah, bit, exactly. called off. Uh, it's, the NXT women's division has been out of this world. 
amazing. So, like, when some – those are the only five champions because Paige was the first ever Gosh, champion. That is win. wild. That's right, though. That's 100% right. That's Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, it's just been great storytelling. It's been great star building. Obviously, you've had great talent, but, I mean, just the matches that have been done on the show, I mean – Asuka was not a mainstream name when she beat Bailey. They had those uh-huh. great promos, and they said, you know, she's tough as nails, and she can kick you, kick your head off. I, I didn't go and like Google Asuka. I didn't look for her matches like I did Finn Balor or uh, Hideo Itami, or you know, so on and so forth. I, I wanted to see what those guys were about. Asuka, I was like, all right, whatever. And then she turns out to be amazing I mean, in the ring. legitimately one of my three favorite things in all of pro wrestling. I, I just, I love her character. I love her in-ring work. I, and when she is on the screen, I'm drawn. I'm sucked in. And she doesn't even speak English nope. that well. And her promos are pretty It's her personality. Do. It's her intensity. It's her comedy. It's her psychology. It's everything. She's a total package who's learning the language. <laughs> right. And let me pose this to you. Uh, Paige yep. held the title for 308 days, uh, WWE Women's Champ, at the, or Diva Champ at the time. Yep. Uh, she was that champ, so they said, you can't have both, you're going to drop this. When Paige was in NXT and then moved to Raw, she was made. She was made. a made women's yep. wrestler. Charlotte. She held it for 258 days after that. She won the tournament to decide the next NXT champion. When she dropped the title to Sasha nope. Banks, it was an emotional moment. There was crying in the by Ric Flair because he always cries. Uh, <laughs> but when Charlotte went to the main roster, she was made. Stars immediately. Sa- Sasha Banks, 192 days, the shortest reign, which is six months and some change. Uh, when she dropped the title to Bailey at NXT Brooklyn, I believe it was, uh, that was an emotional moment. The four horsewomen yep. all cried. And then when Sasha got called up to the main roster, made fun of this, uh, Bailey. Bailey held the title for 223 days. Uh, she dropped it to Asuka when she got, got, got choked out at NXT Dallas. And then when Bailey got called up to the main roster, uh, I wouldn't say made, but she's getting. You know what? Uh, I I still remember her debut being a huge thing. True, I I forgot about Payback, that. She debuted right? a little or, early. Or, uh, she was still the first pay per view after yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, yep. I just remember it was in DC. <laughs> I can't remember what the name yeah. was. No, no, I. I mean, every single one of them. You know, just the fan connection. They know who these people are. You want to know why they know who these people are? Because they were established as dominant, consistent champions. Yep. So I dare to say, when Asuka gets called up... I fully uh, expect Asuka to win the title on her first night on the main roster. SmackDown, because I think she would make that division. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't even watch Raw anymore. <laughs> I, just, I don't think you do as I do. I swear I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've been finding myself enjoying TNA's main events right lately more than Raw's. I'm not just saying that either. Raw has been just tough to watch for me lately. Wow. That was fantastic. No, that was great. There were some mess ups in that match, and I was still into it. Nope. Uh, overall, here, 
there has been very little consistency with the titles in WWE, aside from the NXT division, which has been a little more consistent, but even so, there have been some uh, quick changes as well. Um, I guess my overall message or theme or uh, hypothesis would be, hey, WWE, maybe if you let things breathe a minute and you let people become emotionally invested and be more invested with their time and actually watch the television product that you're putting out there. Uh, My question to you is, what do they do from here that could actually make this thing work? They obviously can't let every title breathe (coughs) for six months. I mean, they've got to... They've, there's got to be some flip-flops, but as far as, like, the main titles and even the mid-card titles, what do you think they should uh, That's do? an interesting question. Uh, on SmackDown, I would like to see Bray Wyatt hold the title for a while. Give him a shot. Give him six to eight months. See what he can do. See if the fans connect to him. See if he's a strong champion. See what he does for the ratings. See how his matches are. Mid-card, Intercontinental title. We know Dean Ambrose isn't going to stick in the mid-card. Get it on somebody that needs that bump. That needs that rub. Dean Ambrose doesn't need the IC belt to his notch right now. I look at that. Baron Corbin could, you know, I mean, that's a pretty good segue because it's pretty obvious that's the direction they're going. But Baron Corbin could be one heck of an IC title. That's another stat in his belt, which WWE clearly needs to have to care about anybody. But Baron Corbin, Intercontinental title, I'd like to see him get a little run for that before he takes the next step up. You know, you've got to prove yourself. It's not just about holding a title. It's about proving yourself. Because when you're champ, there's more pressure. I I agree wholeheartedly, and I like you said, I think Baron Corbin's gonna yeah. feud for that IC title soon. Uh, and you know the uh, the next rung on the ladder, so to speak, yeah. Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he had to win the IC title before he was ever the champ. Bret Hart. Uh, you know, it's just Bret yeah. Triple H. Randy Savage. Randy Savage. Randy yeah. Orton. Edge. Uh, Edge. Yeah, the, the list goes on and on and on. But when you do this and you give people the IC title for like three days, uh, it kind of makes it meaningless. It's like, all right, no. that's not the rung on the ladder. No, nope, exactly. Just, and I think Baron Corbin would be, I think that solidifies him a spot as the number two to three guy on SmackDown per se, you know? And I, I think that's what he needs right now because while I'm not in love with Baron Corbin's character, I am in love with his matches. Which is scary because I used to think he was terrible when he was in NXT, and he probably oh, no. was. He yeah, that yeah, he was. He was terrible. I. <laughs> he's, yeah, but he's slowly, like you said, he's proven himself. I mean, oh, he's yeah. pretty nope. solid. Nope. The last three months, Baron Corbin has grown as fast as he's lost his hair. <laughs> <laughs> So true, though. His hair's just disappeared overnight. <laughs> but just, like, I'm sorry, Baron. I'm on your side, oh, man. But you need to shave that head. Ask Kurt Angle. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh my God! That's amazing. Oh, uh, just ask right. our buddy Drew, who's the best man at analogies in the world, and he'll tell you it's me. <laughs> that was so good. But uh, to move on to the tag titles, I just think there needs to be a little more depth on SmackDown. 
Yeah, I mean, if that re- includes a call up or two uh, after WrestleMania, I don't know what they're going to do. But that a little report while you say that today that uh, Dave Meltzer reported that he thinks there's going to be some trades after WrestleMania, which I could see and I think would be good. I think there things are just stale right and now. I, yeah. Uh, and they've given it seven months, seven, eight months to see, you know, they did let the rosters breathe. Yeah, I mean, aside from minor changes like Swagger going to SmackDown. Which he's still in WWE? Insane. Holy crap. I think so. Is he like uh, main event or something? <laughs> I don't know. Former world champ on main event every night. <laughs> right. No big deal. Uh, yeah, they've been pretty consistent with their with their – rosters so I, I think they need to switch it up a little bit i mean for instance cesaro that dude is a legit world champ and i don't no. think he's ever gonna get it on raw uh, cesaro on smackdown. smackdown would be just yeah cesaro and dean ambrose they those two have beautiful chemistry and i think that they could either do some great things as rivals or team even you know if, I, yeah. I, I i really want to see cesaro take that next step and i've been saying that for about three years now uh, and when he cut that promo, uh, I think it was when uh, Bad News Barrett returned. He cut a promo and he goes, "Oh, I don't connect. That's right, I deliver." Oh, I've been. A, awesome. I met him twice too, so that helps. Yeah, but no, I'm a fan of him don't say Bad News Barrett because that's a guy that got wasted too. Oh, it's, get it because it's a wasteland. Mm-hmm. That was his I loved him, but moving on. Yeah, no, Cesaro. I think Cesaro and Sha- Sasha Banks would uh, benefit greatly from a switch to SmackDown. Yeah, Sasha Banks is just kind of stale right now. On she's got to come back as the boss. It's it's right, and the whole I'm part of the universe and blah. It's like you're the boss, right? The boss, be the boss. Yeah. Uh, for the U.S. title, I think they need to give it on someone else who isn't established. I mean, Roman Reigns, he was a (sighs) three-time champ. We already knew what he was worth. Uh, Rusev, he did pretty well with it the second time even. I think he did all right. Chris Jericho doesn't need it. I mean, mm. it, it was a cool stat. I think they're going to make that a mania match with him and Owens. But Jericho's leaving after me, actually said, because he's going to go tour with Fozzie some more, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sami Zayn, give the dude a title. Let him run with it. I think Sami Zayn would be a pretty solid U.S. champ. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to think who else could be a U.S. champ. Uh, even Big Cass, I think, would benefit from Yeah, it. and uh, Drew's going to hate me for this, but I'm done with Enzo. It's all about Big Cass. Enzo should be Big Cass's mouthpiece. I feel bad for thinking it and saying it out loud, but I think I'm the same way. I'm almost done with Enzo. They need to slow, they need to, like, kind of build Big Cass as a slow-burning star, like a blubber burning gas lamp you know i mean they need to really slow burn him because i think that there's some potential there but he has a lot of things to work out in the ring and it, it's just not going to happen if he's ever or if he's consistently in those tags you know matches. yeah it's just like uh. yeah exactly and i i just don't i think enzo is just i think he could suck big cast into a santino morella mode and that would suck because big, big cast has got some talent I agree. I think the dude is fantastic. And in, in ring, he's improving a lot with his big kicks and, you know, he's got the East Coast slam or whatever it is. I, th- I think he's improving a lot. 
but like you said, and when you just put them in these useless tag matches, unless they're, they're uh-huh. I don't care. I just don't no, care. No, exactly. And I mean, think about Big Cass being in that Fatal Four Way match for the Universal Title. Ooh, yeah, it was good. You know, we was good. did about eight nine minutes in it, but he looked good. He was in there with the biggest names yeah, on Raw. Good. Precisely, he was there with Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and then Big Cass stuck out like a sore thumb as the guy who's not going to win. Oh, we knew yeah. he wasn't going to win it, but like he. He held his own, and there was a weapons. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. And I think I would love to see a U.S. title run on Big Cass and just have an Enzo act. And, you know, I think they'd be great heels as an Enzo mouthpiece if they could make that transition. But they've got them promoting everything from KFC to MeUndies, so I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> just like, <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I think we're on the same page about Big Cass. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think uh, they will ever. Well, I don't have money they can get out of these guys' faces for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think we're in agreement. They need to redevelop kind of what they're doing with the titles here. Um, they need to let stuff, you know, play out more. As we go through WrestleMania, we'll see if they kind of cool down and let people have their moments and then create some actual storylines. WrestleMania season's always kind of crazy, but. Uh, we're going to talk about that in another podcast, so we'll, we'll just keep this going. In 16-plus minutes, uh, I think people have got their money's worth. Yeah, you know what? Definitely a longer one, but there's some anger, there's some laughter, there's some sadness. We had it all. <laughs> there, there was an emotional pull, damn it. It's it is real. No. <laughs> uh, you know, you know we, here, here we go, full circle. You know what we let them do? We, we let the storylines breathe. We let, let this whole podcast breathe. Drink it in. Drink man. it in. WWE's on my list. They're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Benjamin Raven, where can people find you and the Court of Nerds on Twitter, Facebook, all the social media? Ah, thecourtofnerds.com. Uh, I haven't read a comic book in three weeks, so I'm pretty much just the wrestling guy now, but the rest of those guys are working their butts off. Uh, thecourtofnerds.com. Check us out. We do everything nerdy weekly podcasts we're going to be launching a couple new shows here in the next couple of weeks uh more stuff yeah yeah exactly you can find us facebook court of nerds twitter the court of nerds you can find me on twitter benjamin s raven the the benjamin raven's my pen name i go by ben whatever search it benjamin raven that's me (laughs) i've called you benjamin raven since day one it's fine it's fine i like it it's classy Yep. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, you go to thegeekiverse.com, follow us on Twitter, uh, the underscore Geekiverse, uh, Facebook, just search Geekiverse as well. Uh, right now, if you go to Twitter, there's a pinned tweet. I asked out a cosplayer to see oh, if man. she will go on a date with me because you, uh, Jeannie Bouchard did that thing with the Super Bowl. I said, let's see if Bruner 1.0 can do it. It hasn't been that successful yet. I'm going to do it right now. (laughs) Appreciate it. Oh, geez. I almost did it under the MLive Detroit account. Whoops. Oh, hopefully my boss is listening to that. Oh, no. Please do it. Oops. Accidental. My bad. All right. We're going to tag it out for there. Thanks for tuning in, guys. (laughs)